What's going on at the Stables Theatre? Sir Ralph Richardson, Sybil Thorndike, Flora Robson, Geraldine McEwen, Peter Pears. The list of big names goes on and on, but the thing they all have in common is that they have all performed on the stage of the Stables Theatre in Hastings. It's more than 60 years since the theatre first threw open its doors. That was back in 1959. It's more than six decades that have seen the cream of British theatre take to its stage. And more than six decades that have seen the theatre's legion of volunteers strive for the very best. Proud of the fact that throughout its history, the stables has always been run and managed by a dedicated team of volunteers. But while the theatre opened in 1959 and was then significantly extended in the late 1970s, the story of its birth really starts in 1956 with the formation of the Stables Trust. Formed in October that year at a meeting in a house in High Wycombe, a house that you can see from the current theatre bar, those in attendance that night agreed that the restoration of the Stables was a matter of considerable importance to all interested in the old town of Hastings. They voted to work towards the creation of a little theatre that would be controlled by the Hastings and Districts Theatre Guild. Sue Dengate is the archivist at the Stables, and looking back through the documents and at the history of the venue, she says it's clear that at crucial points in its history, there have been big personalities driving things forward. And one of those big personalities was the woman who had an instrumental role in kicking the whole thing off, Mrs H.E. Danverther. It appears Mrs Danverther, the wife of a Reeve Admiral who survived Jutland, was well known in local circles. Sue says, She knew everyone and everyone knew her, and it's clear she persuaded and cajoled many of her friends and associates to support the development of the new theatre. The vision was somewhat bigger than just developing a little theatre. The aim was to bring together the numerous smaller amateur dramatic societies that existed in Hastings at the time, and bring them together under the auspices of the Hastings Theatre Guild to create a significant artistic resource for the town. The history of the building was not a glamorous one. It had been built by John Collier of Old Hastings House to act as a stables and living accommodation for his groomsmen. It did, though, play a significant part in British history when Wellington stationed his troops there as they made their way to France to fight in the Napoleonic Wars. And then, during the Second World War, it was used as a store where people who'd been bombed could put their belongings for safekeeping. But in the 1950s, time had moved on, and Hastings Council wanted to pull the old building down. The old Hastings Preservation Society did not want that to happen, they were determined to save the building, but they didn't actually know what they were going to do with it. That's where Mrs Danverther, Dick Perkins, Michael Langdon and Robin Seymour joined the story. When they established the Stables Trust, they adopted a goal to preserve the building and to promote the arts in all its forms. And the rest, as you say, is history. The Trust was successful in raising a lot of money, in 1957, they persuaded Hastings Council to grant the Stables Trust a 99-year lease on the building. 
There was a thousand pounds from the Ministry of Works, a further thousand pounds from the old Hastings Preservation Society, with a further thousand pounds coming from Mrs. L. C. Prido, who lived in the old town. In total, it cost £15,000 to restore and convert the building to make it fit for its opening in 1959. That was 4000 more than originally estimated, and the work was carried out by local builders Eldridge and Cruttenden. One of the reasons why, over the years, the stables has been able to attract those big names we mentioned earlier is down to the fact that it's a well-liked venue. It's known for its great acoustic, and it's an intimate, welcoming atmosphere. For the opening on the 16th of June 1959, a gala event was planned, with Sir Ralph Richardson right at the heart of it. There was Handel's music for the Royal Fireworks, there were trumpeters, and a performance of a play called The Stables, 1746-1959, to produced by Frank Underhill, which managed to include all the notable events and notable people who'd been associated with building down the years. Between its opening in 1959 and the work being carried out to extend the theatre in the 1970s, the stables had staged 218 plays, including works by Shakespeare, Shaw, Gilbert and Sullivan and Lionel Bart, to name just a few. Writing in his 1979 book, Dramatic Story of the Stables Theatre, Tom Sobey said, These titles show the high standard the amateurs of this theatre set themselves. If big personalities have been a feature of the development of the theatre, then someone else who fits that bill was local solicitor Richard Perkins, known as Dick. According to Sobey, the theatre was much to Perkins and his enthusiastic leadership. Perkins became chairman of the stables in 1962, and his time in office was to run for 14 years until his death in 1976. He was the catalyst behind the plans to extend the theatre, but under Perkins' leadership, the stables grew in reputation. Sobey says, The policy of enhancing the theatre's cultural value, as well as its reputation, by presenting plays and concerts by professional artists of high calibre, as well as it being the home of a talented amateur company, was pursued with vigour and enthusiasm. There were physical changes too in that time, new seats, lighting and sound equipment, and central heating was installed too. The stables was becoming a victim of its own success though. As audiences grew, it became clear the art gallery, bar and foyer just couldn't cope with demand. Indeed, in the theatre's early years, there was no real formal gallery. Its artworks were simply displayed on the walls of the public areas. So in 1975, an appeal was launched to raise £65,000 to extend the building. The extension had to go on the east side, as the other side, fronting onto the high street, is listed. The planned extension was going to include a dedicated art gallery, a larger, more comfortable foyer, a bar, and offices and meeting rooms which the growing and ever more busy venue needed to run efficiently. That extension effectively created the Stables Theatre that we know today. Work was completed in May 1978 and the new extended building was opened by the Queen Mother in June of the same year. Sobey wrote, Sadly, neither Richard Perkins nor Arthur Hicks, the talented architect whose plans have resulted in the beautiful building, are alive to see their dream realised. However, their names will always have an honoured place in the story of the Stables Theatre.
You can now find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just search for Stables Theatre Hastings. Then if you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review. And that way you'll be helping other people find our growing catalogue of podcasts. book tickets for any show at the stables, call the box office on 01424 423 221 or book online at stablestheatre.co.uk.